host, Leah. And I'm your other host, Jordan. We have a extremely special guest today. She is a member of Late Night Hump, and she's a very funny improviser and comedian. And she's a princess. And she's a princess. <laughs> um, a, um, and she has no name. Geographically specific... <laughs> Uh, Jasmine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has it all, folks. Brains, comedy, beauty. Geography. Geography. <laughs> That's mainly it. Um, and today her pants match her nails, which I think is the coolest thing ever. She looks great. Thank you. You, she, you look, like, very professional for a podcast recording. It's, like, very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for me. sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rita Ezra. Back on. Of course, we love it. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on and watching uh, this week's movie with me so that uh, I did enjoy it. We could have a more deep conversation with multiple perspectives. Geographical perspectives. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'll bring you the PPOV, Persian point of view. I love that. I wonder what the Persian point of view is for bad education. We're going to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Later in the show. Later in the show. I'm not jumping the gun yet. It's not that type of an episode. Don't jump the gun or the shark. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... No jumping today. Uh, that was a movie uh, that was about a teacher and an administrator, I guess. Or teachers and administrators. Administrators yes. in general, yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think uh, Hugh Jackman was the superintendent yeah. and then Allison Janney was the assistant to him, yeah. I think. Yeah. I was just trying to justify our topic for the week. Right. I knew what he was. <laughs> <laughs> I was just figuring out why we picked teachers as oh, I the topic that. for this week. <laughs> but that's our topic. Um, yeah. Our topic is teachers. Um, for those who don't know, we every time we have a new movie of the week that we're discussing, we also pick a few movies each that have some connection, or not really, to the movie we're reviewing. So this week we are going to talk about movies that predominantly feature teachers or I guess even if they're kind of like a side character or something if they have a relevant part of the movie and it's not they're not just like there you know the plot hinges on a teacher right right like if the teacher is not the main character they're enough of a character that they're involved in the big plot. enough they're yeah. big yeah. enough influence yeah. yeah so me and you said we were doing five each but that's before we had Rena so yeah, how we many just, we could just cut it down to probably a top three okay. for each of us. Because, like, there's probably going to be some repeats as I'm well. sure, yes. Yeah. I was realizing there were not a lot of uh, great teacher films. Like, there are great <laughs> ones, but, like, there's not as many as you would expect considering everybody has teachers in the world and everybody who is a filmmaker has went to school before. <laughs> I agree. I thought <clears throat> when I was looking through lists I thought also like wow I thought I thought I would have like a million to choose from and I did pick nine because I figured we would overlap so yeah oh wow <laughs> she's <clears throat> always prepared I know I'm it's so funny <laughs> when people say stuff like that to me all the time because I always feel like I'm not but thank you well it's the illusion that counts a hundred percent make it to you make, no people are always telling me like you're so organized and I'm like l-o-l <laughs> like I feel like I'm the person that has like a three-bedroom house, and, like, two of the bedrooms are just piled with, like, <laughs> shit, and then the rest of the house looks perfect, and everyone's like, wow, your house! And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> you know? And I only walk into this one room. 
<laughs> exactly. Oh no, that's not the bathroom. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty dope that you have a three-bedroom house, though. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I do right now, but we're gonna have somebody move in, so that's not <clears throat> gonna last too long. But I don't need three bed. What do I need three bedrooms for? Besides my hoarding. Probably the three beds that you would want to store. <laughs> that's true, yeah. Office, gym. <clears throat> gym, that's not that's not a bedroom anymore. <laughs> yeah. If you put a treadmill in your bathroom, then that's your gym. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it also has a toilet. And a shower still. Yeah, but gyms so have toilets entire, and showers. Yeah, right. A locker well, room. You know, apartments in New York City have, um, like in one of the movies I think we're going to mention, has the bathroom and the kitchen and... You know, the kitchen on top of the tub. Mm, I don't think I'm mentioning that movie. I like ones that have the laundry room right next to the kitchen, or the laundry room in the kitchen, because that's European, or at least that, that's what they have over there. We do it the wrong way. And then your food could smell like lavender. That's my insult. It gets moldy. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so teachers. Okay, so Jordan, you go first. Oh, wow, that was, that was very quick. Um... But you can keep up with me, because you're an Aries. Uh, yeah. I okay. Um, I guess I will, uh... Can I do an honorable mention? You can do whatever you want. Okay, I'm gonna do an honorable <laughs> mention to start out. Um, the entirety of the TV show Friday Night Lights. Oh my gosh, another <laughs> Friday Night Lights mention from Jordan. Yeah. No, I don't know. I was just, like, thinking about it, and I was just like, this TV show is just so much better than any movie that's been done about teachers. Wow. Yeah. I feel like the relationships between, like, the coaches and the administrators and the students are very good. Mm -hmm. Like, the tailors and their relationships with the kids, I think, are very authentic to, like, what it's mm -hmm. actually like to be a teacher and, like, what it's like to go through uh, the perils of being a teacher, like, whatever happens. Like, they dealt with... Uh, like, inner teacher dating, they dealt with, like, investigations, they dealt with, like, issues with the students and just the best ways, and, like, I feel like it won't really be done better in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Cool. At least from the teacher's perspective. Yeah. Because, like, most high school movies and school movies are done from the students' perspectives. So, like, you get a feel about school, but it's not centered on the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, but that's just an honorable mention. We don't have to keep talking about it. Is it on anything right now? I don't know. It's probably on Peacock. Maybe I know, not. but that's that's not like valid right now to my interest. You know, like that's I need some time. <laughs> I need some time to get like Peacock. Like I need some mental space before I get Peacock. You know what mm. I mean? Like I feel like I already have seven other things. Well, did NBC I Universal like dump Friday Night Lights? Because um, then it went to Directv. I'm gonna go to know. my trusty resource where I find out things are streaming. Oh, do you want to give it a plug? Realgood.com. R-E-E-L. Get it? Mm, I'm on realgood.com. Um, they're not sponsoring us, but I would prefer if they would, so call me. Yeah, um, and if any of you guys at home would like to sponsor us, uh, just Venmo us, um, in your free time, yeah. <laughs> and we'll say whatever you want, except uh, Nazi propaganda. That's the one thing we won't say on our podcast. Hey, speak for yourself. 
<laughs> oh, it's on Stars. Um, it's on NBC TV everywhere. You're right, Peacock. It's on IMDb TV, which is also free. Um, yeah, so there's lots of options, everybody. Definitely check it out. Um, a lot of great actors originated there or got their big breaks there. Um, like we were just talking about Jesse Plemons. Hell yeah. Um, who else is from there? Uh, the guy Kyle who plays Chandler. Tim Riggins is on that show. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he's so good. Uh, what's his name? It's going to piss me off. Um, the guy with the long hair that looks like... I don't know. I haven't watched the show. Uh, but I do know that every time Kyle Chandler's in anything, everyone's like, oh, it's the coach, it's the coach. And I'm always like... Taylor Kitsch. Uh -huh. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm always like, damn, I need to watch this show. He inspired the long hair Jordan. <laughs> oh my god, long hair Jordan to be is... hot like him. <laughs> honestly, like, when the first time I saw you with short hair, like, I was blown away. Like, I was like, this is a different person. Like, it's... You're a, it you're a good different. chameleon. <laughs> yeah. Hear that, agents? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rena, would you like to go? Oh, yes, yeah, sure. Um, I will go with my least serious one, mm -hmm. but super fun, and I love School of Rock. Ooh, good one. Because it's a classic, and I just... It's also a very feel-good movie for me, and love Jack Black and Marina Cosgrove when she was a wee bit ago when she was like you know younger and like, oh, just also the the when you were able to cast just a bunch of young kids who each already bring a character to the screen I don't know they each had like it was just unique it was just, like I when they made music or when you just saw like you know also the relationship that they had when they had with the teacher um is it very realistic <laughs> like Jack Black got the job no but Sometimes you don't watch movies for reality. You just like getting lost in it. And it's very, yeah, it was, it was also, um, oh gosh, what's your name? Who plays the principal? Uh, Kuskak, Joan Kuskak. Um, I, I love her. Love watching. It An loads icon. Yeah, so that, that's my pick. Have you seen her as Debbie in Adam's Family Values? With the blonde mm. hair? No. She plays Fester's gold digging wife, and like it's like a very yes. over the yes. top. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. She also I love her voice. It's definitely signature because when she played mm -hmm. in or did the voice of in uh, Toy Story two, mm -hmm. for um, yeah. yeah, it's just like she's the best. You just know it's June Kuzgak. Yeah. yeah. It's wild that Jack Black has been making movies for kids since like we were kids yeah a long like, time like school of rock reminds me of like childhood because i remember how big yes. it was and everyone loved yes. it and then they made it into a musical mm -hmm. and around here there's the school of rock um music school yes yes so i guess I, I, i'm guessing that opened after the movie but maybe not i don't but know he's, make adult movies one day he's <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> they can also be for adults like kung fu panda when that came out yeah. and he did like he's just as him as a voiceover actor mm -hmm. he's amazing He's no, like, he, he's just able to whip it out and he's crush good. it. He's just talented. Like, I love him in High Fidelity. I know, I think that was one of his first roles. Um, I love him in, what was the other one I was thinking Orange of? County. 
Yeah, I mean, all the all the comedies, but I also really like him in The Holiday. Like, he just plays, like... Oh, yeah. Like, he plays I a much lighter... That. Like, he plays Jack, like, diet he's Jack Black. Bit, yeah, you know? Like, he's, he's a little bit more yeah. even keel and not so intense, but he still has his little bit of, like, his vibe, you know? Yes, yeah. I agree with yeah. that. And there's always Tenacious D. Yeah, what, yeah. what what's he up to? Like, what's this... He just Latest makes movie. blockbusters now and just makes millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> well, when he was in Jumanji, yeah. that was another also the house uh, with the uh, hard hitter in its walls. Um, yeah, I haven't seen I any of see these recent movies. Wait, is he still making Tenacious D? What They're still mean? doing stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's a mini series. Post apocalypto. Whoa, I did not know they did that. Um, in twenty eighteen. Mm. Wow, after one hundred and fifty seven credits. And he's only, what, like 50? Yeah, he has yeah. longevity. That's awesome. Good for you, Jack Black. Come on the show. Oh, he was in Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot. Oh. Remember? Yeah. That's probably the last like new movie I've seen with him. That is a great film. Goosebumps. I've been meaning to watch the Goosebumps movies, even though, you know, it's never going to be as good as the original, like, series that we grew up with, but I'm still curious. I do want to see it. All right. Okay, what about you? It's my turn? Yeah, yes. Okay, so like I said, I have nine, but <laughs> the one I'm going to choose now is My Girl. Wait, do you want to, like, run down, f- like, four of them in a row that are, like, bad ones? Bad? <laughs> no, I don't have bad ones on my list. I only have good ones. You have uh, bad ones? No, well, you, you know how it is. You're, so, <laughs> you're, you're subversive, Jordan. I try to be. I'm, like, just sticking to the script. I don't know. It, w- it wouldn't be a good podcast if we weren't avant-garde. <laughs> We're very avant-garde. We're gonna do one podcast that's just all silence. So why my girl? Have you seen it? Yes. Uh, Jordan, have you seen it? I have not. Oh my god. I know. There's so many. Well, I mean, I guess I it's just more sit of, like, him a down. girl movie, but no, actually, it's for everybody. It, exactly. Wow. It yeah, is. that's sexism to say it's a girl movie. But I think as a girl growing up, like this movie was just everything to me. Like I, so it's about um. It's about, like, a 12-year-old girl. She's best friends with Macaulay Culkin. And <laughs> he plays a character. He's <laughs> <actually, laughs> <laughs> like Macaulay Culkin. This is how um, Macaulay Culkin actually... Yeah. Well, I won't spoil the ending then if... No, 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 do not. Um, but they're best friends. They're so cute. She's more of, like, a, I guess, tomboy, which I don't know if that's a sexist term now or not appropriate, but you know what I mean by that. And it's just, like, about this summer in the 70s. She has a kind of interesting background because her dad, played by Dan Aykroyd, in an awesome performance. That's a low-key, toned-down performance. Mm. Uh, He plays a mortician, so there's always dead bodies in their house because his office or, like, his... I don't know what it's called, the area where they make up the bodies, is in their basement, so she's kind of scared of it, she's kind of fascinated by it. And then um, her mom passed away when she was young. That's a huge part of the movie and his dad starts dating Jamie Lee Curtis who's like this freewheeling like she lives in an RV and she becomes close with Veda like I always love that name too her name is Veda in the movie and um they she it's also like like it's just really well written because everything is like complex like it's not oh this character is this and that character is this it's like every they all feel like real people they're very like full-bodied and yeah, it's very honest. Yeah. It's very, it seems very, yeah. Yeah. It's like a coming-of-age movie, and she's yeah. really, like, wise beyond her years, like like most um, coming-of-age movies. And so she takes this 
English class, like I think it's like a poetry class specifically over the summer with Mr. Bixler, who's played by Griffin Dunn. And um, she's like in love with him. He's just a normal, like he's a teacher. He's not doing anything shady. Like she's obviously 12. It's not that kind of movie. <laughs> but like, you know, she just like loves him so much. And, and um, he does, you know, take like a liking to her as a student. And, um, you know, she's like so sad when she finds out that he has like a fiance and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he handles mm -hmm. it like so well. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, you could tell that um, it, like, the class really inspires her and is something that kind of, like, sets her apart from other kids and, like, keeps her going yeah. and, like, stimulates her brain. And, um, you know, like, it's so cute when she, like, reads her poetry out loud in class yeah. and everything. Yeah. And, like, all the other, like, there's some, like, hippie people in the class and they're all, like, right on. Like, cause I think it's, like, for high schoolers, but she's... Like, she's not even supposed to be in the class, but her teacher's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it's just so, it's just so sweet. It's such a good movie. I always cry at the end, and the sequel's okay, but this one, no. this one is just, like, it's a classic. It's very relatable, because it's definitely, I mean, I remember being very young, probably, like, seven or eight years old, and when I went to camp, totally had a crush on this older man who was the counselor, yeah. and it wasn't anything inappropriate, but it was just like, oh my god, he's so, like, I was craving for his attention, and then when I found out he was dating another woman counselor, it was, I was just like, oh. I was like, okay, I guess it wasn't meant to be. I don't know, like, I don't know in my head, like, yes, where I thought it was going, but, you know, little, you're a young girl, and you, I mean, even when you're an older girl, but you dream, and it just, you get carried away, and you get, like, and I was, like, am very introverted, so it's literally just stuff that I'm manifesting in my mind and, like, yeah. never set out or whatever, but, yeah, when you just have those, I don't know, when you also have, like, adults that are very charming and that, like, can relate to you, and they also seem very young at heart, and he was very youthful, and he, they're just, like, fun to be around, mm -hmm. that's what, like, yeah, caught my attention, so it's like, so. Yeah, it's girls. one of the greats. Girls out there. Mm -hmm. I get it. Who's next? I guess I'm, it's back to me. Yeah. We're not snaking. Okay. <laughs> um, Alright, I guess I'll go with um, a movie that I saw maybe three years ago it came out. Uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman. I don't know if I... Did I talk about that on here before? I don't think. I've never heard of that. Uh, yeah. Um... Look it up. Look it up on your IMDb machine. Uh, get a little... Remind me, what is it called? Professor uh, Marston and the Wonder Woman. Yeah, uh, check this one out. Uh, it has a uh, female writer and director. Uh, oh, Luke Evans, Rebecca Hall. Angela Robinson is the director. And yeah. Writer. Yeah. Um, and it's just about the creation of the Wonder Woman Woman comics, um, which was like created by a psychology professor and his wife and one of their students, according to this half fictional, like kind of based on a true story thing. Um, yeah, and it's just very interesting because uh, like, especially since all the superhero movies are coming out. Uh, it's kind of a look at the superheroes from 
a psychological and like a historical perspective as opposed to like a, oh we're gonna watch them be superheroes like no this is like how did superheroes become superheroes and like specifically how did Wonder Woman become Wonder Woman uh, and in the film I think there's a lot of like very interesting psychological com- uh, concepts that are talked about uh, like a lot of stuff about like being submissive and dominant like in your life in your relationships uh, and yeah it just talked about a lot of stuff that uh, I don't think I've seen in a lot of films before uh, especially the way it was talked about and like I know I didn't know a lot about Wonder Woman and like the creation of Wonder Woman and how like the creation of Wonder Woman was like rooted in sadomasochism and like whips and chains and uh, hmm. like sexual like lingerie and stuff like that. Uh, but it wasn't exactly how I expected it. Like it wasn't as much that it was like used to sexualize her. Like yes, it was used to sexualize her in the comics, but like. Also, it was, like, she is going to dominate you and, like, use whips and use, like, brutal equipment to, like, win against people. Um, Yeah, so it's a very interesting film. Um, I just saw it, like, on a whim. It was one of the first movies I think I saw with my movie pass. Oh, R.I.P. But definitely a film that takes place in college, but surrounds professors uh there is obviously a problematic relationship in it um because there's yeah there's a little bit of a love situation between a professor and students yeah we've had what we have here is a love situation Mm -hmm. yeah me on a first date so is this a love (laughs) (laughs) because i need Um, to know that's so funny because i i think there's so many things that you don't know about and you don't even realize you don't know about them until someone makes a movie and you're like, oh, yeah, like, where the hell did Wonder Woman come from? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, okay. I think cool. everyone just, like, chalks it up to the comics and like, oh, yeah, from the comics and that's it, but you don't know the origin before that or how, yeah, how did it come to life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very people- interesting. <laughs> I did not know that film, Jordan. Yeah, well, sometimes I come up with uh, <laughs> good additions to uh, people's watch lists. Um, You're enlightening us like a teacher. Yes. Like a teacher. Um, oh my god. Yeah. It is kind of funny. My my dad is a teacher and I I never thought that I would ever teach in any regards and now I'm like online teaching, which like my dad would say is like garbage, trash and isn't yet actual teaching. Because <laughs> you're doing fashioned. it through a screen. Yeah, he's very old fashioned as a teacher. Um He's all about connecting with the students. Which I get. I totally understand. Yeah, no, that is, like, how you're supposed to teach, like, if there wasn't a pandemic. Yes. (laughs) And if it made sense to be around, like, 30 people at once. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it's a new era, too, of just even without the pandemic. Like, I do feel like you can connect with people over the internet. I mean, my friend Jess is actually in a relationship with a guy that she, for, like, six months, just talked to online. Like, they met on Instagram and hmm. now, like, they've been together almost a year, and, like, they live together now, and, like, they're so happy, and I'm always, like, oh, I'm not gonna, like, 
find a guy on Instagram or something, but now yeah. she's, like, in this great relationship, so I'm like, hmm... Maybe I shouldn't judge based on five seconds of information. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? we can judge. We connected online. Right. <laughs> Jordan and I via Plug-in Bumble. You want to sponsor this? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, we, Bumble, we should do a commercial. Bumble may or may not be the site we use. They're not sponsoring us, so we will not endorse <laughs> them until they sponsor us as Please a successful us couple. cut this out. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, it would be kind of funny to think of, like, dating websites, because, like, people mm-hmm. only think about the good things from dating websites, but, like, imagine watching a commercial that was, like, people talking about all the stalkers that they met on dating websites. Yeah. Because, like, you never hear about all that stuff. Well, because it doesn't really... good things It doesn't because <laughs> they're trying to advertise, advertise it, <laughs> and it doesn't leave you with hope if you talk about all the negatives. Oh, yeah, no, but I But many people, yes, have had probably poor interactions... It's like, before Arena, I had terrible dates at three different locations. This person would not leave me alone, followed me on Instagram, and did this, this, and that. Like, <laughs> I mean, not to brag, but yeah, knock on wood. I mean, I did not have bad interactions at all being, like, a woman on a dating app and definitely meeting people at night at places I've never been or going to their when like things I should not have been doing but I was always safe so yeah I can't say that happens for everybody unfortunately but yes um is it my turn yeah um I will just well gonna highly recommend this movie but at mainly toward Jordan because Leah have you seen Dead Poet Society yeah Yes. Well, Jordan has not, so well, you need to be educated. Okay. You're not a true Robin Williams fan. I mean, you have to see many of his films, but many, um, many. many. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I knew one of you was gonna pick this because it's like the teacher movie. Right? It, yeah, I, should I have waited? No. I just couldn't. I mean, it's it's the top of my list though. Like I had another one before, which I can mention later, but I'm sure one of you guys will also say it. Um, I mean, feel free. Anybody else who wants to chime in, but Dead Poet Society. Well, like, you have an issue with live poets? <laughs> so. That was so great. You want me to chime in? <laughs> that was so great. Um, it's just, it's just like, uh, when Robin Williams is in a serious role or a comedic role or any way he spins it, like, that, I miss him so much. Like, he's yeah. one of him... And, like he's he, one of my favorite comics of all time. Like that does like he th- just. I mean, I could just go on and on about him specifically, but um, they're just th- like the film also is. Um, I'm just like hold on, let me check what year it was. Uh, um, 1989. So there are many male actors who like we end up like you know knowing as they got older but like when you see them all young in a film together Robert Robert Sean Leonard who is the other doctor in House uh Ethan Hawke Josh Charles oh my gosh Uh, but there's like Dead Poet Society was just very it was very empowering it's like you know the male teacher who really bonds with his students the life lessons that he teaches him and like just the entire interaction that they had and like any of like the this you know I, I mean I don't know it just it covers everything about like what you really dream a teacher would be for you and like if you're lucky you could come across those special teachers in your lifetime and he, he's just like I love that movie yeah 
Yeah. I can't. It's like everybody like coming together as one and they like operate as unit like it's just it makes me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. Mm-hmm. It's not always warm and fuzzy, but Yeah. The film it's it's yeah, I don't know. I love when he says, um I can't remember the exact quote, but he's like you know, he's like business and law and medicine, like these are all important things and they're noble pursuits and like all that stuff is important, but like beauty and love and music and romance and poetry is what we all stay alive for. I feel like that's my whole like mm-hmm. theory on life. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's a thing that I will always remember a teacher who influences life and my life instead of just teaches me the curriculum or instead of just gives me like, oh, you're just going to know me for this course and these are the textbooks and this is what we're going to read. We're going to go boom, 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 like over these things like a robot. Like if you have ones that actually, just the way they phrase stuff too, or they'll use examples or they'll be very personal with you and tell you about stuff in their life so that you could relate. You're just like, oh crap. Because it's also a scary time when you're that, I think, what was this, high school or what was it? Oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know when you're just like, uh, like if you're a senior or even if like you're a senior in college and you literally just don't, you have that existential crisis where you're just like, oh my God, I have to choose to do something or like, what am I like you, you have like you're meeting people in your life romantically or you're, you're trying to figure out what you want to do for yourself as like a job or you're making like those friends that stay in your life or exit your life or, you know. It's just through, like, all that mess, sometimes it's a relief to have a teacher that is, like, a rock. That is somebody who you're just like, oh, okay, I trust this person, I can confide in this person. And they have, like, taught me something that I will take with me for the rest of my life, yeah. Yeah, I... I, I love when teachers kind of, like, break the fourth wall of teaching and they're not just, like, professional, like, teachers. I mean, as long as there's nothing inappropriate... I mean, I guess, like, people argue what is inappropriate, but I mean, like, obviously, like, sexually dating, things like mm-hmm. that inappropriate, but, like, I definitely had some teachers that, like, like, I had one teacher who, he was, like, a hall, he was, uh, like, on the faculty, but he would, like, hall monitor in a certain area, and I would, like, cut class and go hang out with him, and obviously, like, what he was supposed to say was, like, you, you need to go back to class, like, you shouldn't be here, but it was more, like, we're just two people. Like, I understand that you're struggling right now, and it's really hard for you to just sit in math class and learn about shit you don't want to learn about. So, like, if you want to sit here for 20 minutes, like, I'll give you a pass, like, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I mean? And it wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, so strict. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I had another teacher when I was in, she was my teacher in seventh grade, and then when I went to eighth grade, um, one day I had to, like, go pick up something in her classroom, and she was on, like, I guess she had, like, a free period, and we just ended up talking, and then I ended up, like, going back there, like, multiple times when she would have a free period and just, like, hanging out with her and just, like, talking to her, and once again, like, she was, she probably was thinking, like, I should really send this girl back to wherever she came from, but, like, it was just, like, yeah, there's rules and stuff, but it's not like it was so flagrant or it was, like, something to worry about, so, you know, these people in my life were just kind of, like, there for me, and sometimes that's more important than, like, go to class, turn to page five, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they treat you like a person, not just like a student, and they treated you also like an equal. I had a sophomore year of high school, an English teacher where we would eat lunch with her in her classroom, Mm -hmm. like, by her desk, and she would let us just, like, do whatever, or we would just, like, chit-chat about, it's like as if you were, you know, 
out at lunch with a friend um, mm -hmm. and then also my improv professor in college which college is like another because you you are like you are an adult like you're a grown yeah. up you're officially like you're not especially I mean I commuted but if you went away for college like you are just forming your own being and then as like a college student it was like yeah he I will never forget I mean, he he's like he's such a great dude who's just I mean improv also in general where you're just like it just opens your mind to so many other places and you can just like it doesn't matter like what you majored in you just we like I met a total diverse group of people going to that class and nobody was like no the, none of their majors were theater or like doing any of that it was just very yeah he was like yeah so that's what I have to say Mm -hmm. Go teachers. Yeah. We just want to take a moment to thank all the teachers, especially the ones that are working right now. Yes. You guys are yeah. the fucking badasses of the world. Like, I don't even understand how you do it. And I know a lot of you guys are getting sick, and I can't imagine how scary it must be. So, you guys are literally the best people in the world. <laughs> moment yeah. of silence yeah. for teachers. <laughs> we love you. No, you're alive and well. Yeah. Um, we'll finally yeah, stop talking in the back yeah. of the class. Well, I mean, I know firsthand. My, <laughs> I mean, my my twin who's like teaching for her first year to like hear firsthand about like the complexities or the new adjustments and like things that she's adapting to. Oh my gosh, my heart goes out to her. And yes, every other teacher, but I can't imagine. I mean for them to virtually teach and in class, doing like hybrid at the same time, it's wild and insane, but they are incredible. Heroes. Yeah. All right, is it my turn? Yes. yes. Okay, so uh, I'm going to pick an adaptation of a book. It's like very much our generation. Oh my gosh, nerd, like... you read books? <laughs> <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> Uh, I feel like this this was a book that was so popular when I was in high school, and even when I was in, like, junior high, everybody freaking read it, and everybody would talk about it all the time, everybody would quote it on their away messages, and then a few years ago, it turned into a movie, and it's The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm. I had a feeling you were gonna say this one. I love the movie, like, I actually think I love the movie more than the book, which is rare, but the book is pretty short, so it wasn't that hard to adapt, whereas, like, a lot of other books... You know, if it's like four or five hundred pages, they cut out so much, mm -hmm. but I felt like this movie was really good. It was also directed and adapted by the book author, so it was like his baby, basically. Yeah. yeah. And I just think it's such a, it's such a wonderful adaptation. It's a really, really great um, high school movie that isn't just a high school movie. Like, it's about a kid in high school, but it's more just about, like what he has to deal with because of the trauma from his past and how that's affected him and how it affects him relating to other people and he uh, is kind of quiet and you know because of what's gone on in his past and then he meets like this group of friends and they are all like very close and very comfortable with each other and like just very like they seem like a family and they're like low-key and they have so much fun together and they have all of these you know inside jokes and fun things that they go do and so they introduce him to Rocky Horror Picture Show and you know dressing up and doing that and parties at each other's houses yeah. and you know they have like a really fun Christmas together and all that kind of stuff and it just completely illuminates his life in this different way and then when he's dealing with some separation from them a lot of his traumas kind of come back because you know how it is when you're really involved with something and you're connecting with people you are kind of distracted sometimes 
from the things you've gone through in the past and he uh, you know has to end up facing some of that there's a really um, awesome performance by Ezra Miller I love him in this movie um, Logan Lerman plays the main character he's so good in it Emma Watson is like great in it I love her I think she really played Sam well yeah and I love the scene where she comes out of the they're driving the tunnel and she or was it the tunnel or when yeah. she comes out of the above from the the truck or whatever mm -hmm. out that little window and then she's just yeah it's yeah just moments like that where it's just like <gasps> they just seem like such a free group of kids too yeah. which is like I felt jealous at times watching it I was just like yeah <laughs> I was like I wish my <laughs> like why didn't my friends or like you know a group of us or whatever just like went wild and just did this or did like yeah they had such trust and care for each other mm -hmm. I loved it I love that movie yeah it's really great and I think I need to Ezra's it. probably my favorite I'm not gonna lie his I think He's his so character good. was my favorite in the movie yeah he Patrick he does an he, amazing job he's phenomenal and what was I gonna say oh the, there's so many quotes from the book and the movie that are it's like I've heard them so many times now that it almost seems like cliche to quote them because they're just so overdone, but it really is true, like, what he says about, you know, like, some days, someday, like, these moments of our life, like, they're just going to be, like, old pictures that we all look back on, and, like, but, like, right now in this moment, like, this is our life, like, we have mm -hmm. to embrace that and everything, and I think about that all the time because I used to be, like, more whatever about taking pictures and I have a friend who's like obsessed with taking pictures and it used to kind of like annoy me where I would be like okay can we like move on if we don't have to take 75 pictures we don't have to stop at every like interesting thing to stay mm -hmm. in front of it and now like I've been friends with her long enough where I'm like wait I actually like love the pictures of us from like eight years ago and I'm so happy we have all of them and now I feel like I'm even worse like my mom like is driven insane by me every time we go anywhere and she's like okay like we got it and I'm like no like Someday you're gonna be like 80, and I'm gonna be, like, <laughs> you know, like she's gonna be like 80, and I'm gonna be like 50, and we're gonna like look old, and we're gonna be different, and we might have like, you know, issues, and we can't travel as much, and like I want to have these pictures, you know. So how, what time frame do you think in? Past, present, or future, or is it a combination? Um, what time period is your brain thinking? I, I. Th think about the past a lot I'm like very nostalgic I think it's hard for me to be present in the moment I try to get better at that I feel like I used to obsess more about the future um because I used to be like where am I gonna end up what's gonna happen yeah, I'm, like, that. I'm there yeah. <laughs> I'm always obsessing about the future yeah. I, I used to have a really like irrational fear that I was gonna become like homeless that I was gonna be like broke and everything mm. and like I was always like very scared of that and I was just like what's gonna happen to me I think probably because I was always like pursuing acting and I wasn't like you know okay I have a salaried job and Stability. I'm on the team yeah. at the office like yeah. so I was kind of like uh oh I hope this works out you know and now I feel like I've been through enough and like I do have a lot of spiritual beliefs that connect me to that make me like connect all my past experiences and realize how maybe I wanted different things at some point but every point of my life has actually been this like story that's like as if someone wrote it like it does work out and I know that's hard because there are people right now that are like suffering and struggling and they're like well I wasn't meant to be here like I wasn't meant to lose my mom from COVID or like mm -hmm. I wasn't meant to lose my job and all that mm -hmm. stuff so I know that it's like very hard to believe stuff like that but but that's that's also what people feel now because like right. I feel like a lot of people haven't gotten to like you go through 
you go through waves because like yeah. right now you're in a point where you're like looking back and you're like everything that you've done got you to this point but hopefully those people who lost their jobs and lost relatives see some light in the future and mm-hmm. get to a point where they are improved by the situation because mm-hmm. like I'd hope that everybody goes through waves and it's not always bad for everyone all the time yeah for yeah. sure I was just curious yeah no that's a good question All right, Jordan. Good selection, Leah. Uh, I Thanks. smoke pot, so I always live in the present. Uh, <laughs> the present varies, Leah. Oh my uh, gosh, I'm so excited because I'm going to Massachusetts, and they, you can just buy weed there. Yes, you like can. you can pick it up like on DoorDash. You yeah. know, like it's so I'm excited. I, I want to get, like, micro-edibles, because I feel like sometimes I just, like, need to have, like, a mint that everyone has a normal <laughs> mint, but actually I'm like, this is going to tune out all the annoying shit you're saying to me. I'm that way with tea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I have it in tea form. Mm. Yes. Um, also, New Jersey Weed Man has a lot of interesting <laughs> gadgets. He does. A Wait, is your film stuff. about weed? Your teacher film? No. no oh. No. <laughs> no, I was just... I, uh, You're just saying you're... She, she just brought up other, yes. other, other people, so, gotcha. like... Okay. I, I have my person that I work for. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> uh, she, was, she was endorsing the... Sorry, I'm getting into a different podcast. All right, uh, off the rails. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, never mind. I work. I, I do a podcast called Get Off. Get on the Can of Bus with yes. Ed Fortune, who is a uh, New Jersey weed man, mm-hmm. and he's on the ballot if you live in Trenton. So uh, oh, if we have any Trenton listeners, uh, make sure you vote for Trenton Ed Fortune for Congress, so that you have um, city an activist. Jersey? Yes. Um, in Congress. Uh, but he would refer to Massachusetts as the Caucasian Cannabis Corporation, because they don't have a lot of black dealers. <laughs> so that's why I, like, laughed when you were saying that. <laughs> but it kind of is what it is. That is the good thing about it, though. Like, New Jersey's probably going to legalize it, uh, very soon. And it'll it's just on the back more, of the ballot. Yeah, and, like, just normalizing it helps a lot of people get rid of the stigma in their lives, like, outside People do really use it med- for, med- you know, medical reasons. Yeah. And a lot of things, which it just like goes, I'll make it really short, but just to the point that like, I don't think a lot of people focus a lot of money or attention. I mean, they're like definitely doing more now than in the past, but towards people's mental health. It's always the last thing that anybody would have, like that wasn't your priority because like you can't see that disease or illness or whatever, like any, you know, your struggle or whatever. So then it's not there, but that's, you know, that's. It, it is doing a lot better, but we can keep moving forward with that. That's my point. I am for the legalization of weed. Yes. I am on board with it. I'll say I. Well. <laughs> yes. Um, so what's your movie? Uh, my movie, I think I'm going to go with, I guess like we could go with drugs. We'll continue with drugs a little bit. Um... <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, and this is also my third mention, so, like, we might be wrapping up the mentions anyway. Uh, I'm going to go with Half Nelson. Oh, I knew you were going to pick this. Yeah. I have not seen this movie. Uh, it's just a classic Ryan Gosling role. Like, it is, like, a little white savior-y, but it also, like, isn't because, like, he also kind of gets saved, so I guess it's, like, just friendship in a lot of ways between a teacher and a student. Yeah. Uh, also, um, with... Half Nelson. Um, wait, what was I just gonna? Mm. Half Nelson. 
I wanted to say something about you, but I forgot because I am ill-prepared. Now, um, Half Nelson. What a great song you composed. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Uh, it was directed by Ryan Fleck. I don't know why. Yeah, I had nothing to say about that. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I have no idea why I even brought that up. Is it directed by him? I don't know why. Um, yeah. Never mind. It's just a good movie. Great performance it's from just, him. Yeah, it's just a very indie performance. And, like, the uh, actress, uh, Sharika Epps, is also very good in it. Um... Yeah, in general, I think that uh, it deals with kind of the stress of being an adult and the stress of being a kid. Mm -hmm. Which, like, as a kid, you have no control over anything, and, like, it just seems like everything's going on around you, and you also don't really know what's going on, which can be stressful sometimes to, like, not know what's going on and not being able to influence anything. But, like, when you're an adult, you, like, don't have anybody to help in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and like you really are on your own and like you finally get that control but like it's a lot of pressure to have that control over your life and like be the person who's solely responsible for getting yourself up in the morning and doing the job and like creating relationships and making sure you're successful um i just love their relationship yeah, it's just a very cute, low-budget film. I th yeah. I think this is when people started taking Ryan Gosling seriously, because not to be one of those people who's like, I knew about it first, but, like, I was, like, in love with Ryan Gosling when I was, like, I don't even know how old, like, 9 or 10, because he did a lot of movies, like, in the early days, and I felt like... He became, like, a bigger star with The Notebook, but he wasn't, mm. like, on Oscars radar really and then when he did half nelson and i think to a lesser extent lars and the real girl people were like oh wait like this person actually has a lot more depth than we thought and i'm happy that he's been on that track because he's made so many great movies now and he's just like he's a superior person i feel like <laughs> he's mastered the art of subtlety which not a lot yeah. of actors can mm -hmm. be like That's effective and point. subtle yeah. Yeah. yeah um he hasn't won an oscar Right? No, he's just been nominated. Um, gosh, when will that be? Mm. He'll definitely It'll win. He'll win, happen. yeah. I mean, I'm just interested to see what role it will be for. Me too. Because he's he'll even... Fi he'll finally... Is he even 40 yet? No, right? He's pretty uh, No, he, he's... He, mm, we're gonna find out. Wait, before... Okay, you know. How old do you think he is, Jordan? Don't look! You Don't just look! look. I didn't look. 43? Did you see it? How he's not it? 43. I mean, that's a good guess. Oh, no, you're right. I'm gonna say 38. <sighs> Leah takes the cake. She yeah. didn't... She's not exact, but he is 39. Oh, you're I knew he wasn't 40. I thought he was 40 already. Yeah. Because I'm an 41. OG. Ryan Gosling was on the fucking Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh... It's weird, though, because, like, as long as Ryan Gosling has been in my consciousness, he has been, like, much older. He's always been, like, very adult characters. So, like, I've never really identified him with youth or, you like, being the Mickey Mouse Club. Girl yeah. crush on Didn't you see Murder by Numbers? Youth. No. Yeah, you should watch that. He actually, he was, like, 20 in that movie, and he was dating his co-star, Sandra Bullock, who was, like, 40 at the time. <gasps> Wait, really? Mm -hmm. They were dating? Yeah, Google them together. You'll see the pictures. Oh, yeah, they did for like a while. Yeah. 
I just can't imagine Ryan Gosling, like, not as a dad. Like, Aww. I feel like all of his roles are very dad roles. Well, I don't Except know. Except Crazy I, Stupid Love, I guess that's not I dad think of role. him as more, like... Yeah, I don't know if I think of him as a dad. I think of him as, like, the La La Land kind of guy. Like, still young, still trying to figure it out, but not that young. Like, maybe a little too old to have not figured it out yet. Mm. Like, that kind of in-between person, but... That he is does really have kids <laughs> with Eva Mendes, right? Thirty-year-old yeah, who have. hasn't figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> which um. Which didn't he have to like really push for her to be casted in um, why am I blanking? Drive. Yeah. Drive is. No wait, is that have movies. they been in more than one movie together? Ryan Gosling, yeah, they were Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes is in. I think that's what it is. She's not in Drive. Oh no, no, no the place beyond the she's pines. She's in the place beyond the pines. I said yeah. yes, and I just couldn't. I just yeah, honestly did not know what remember the name of the film. Um, yeah, which was I don't know. I thought that was like really interesting, which I didn't know. I was just reading something where they, they did not take Eva Mendes seriously, and they were not considering her for the role at all. And then he kept pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing, and then finally, that's how like she got so many other people's attention they started really like being like oh wait uh who is this um well she has they, that... people think people argue that that's her best performance which, well i don't think I don't she's know. ever really had that great role because she fell into that trap of like she's gonna play the sexy person and that's all that she is you know what i mean and I've seen her play that in so many movies. Like in, yeah, like in um, The Other Guys. Yes. How, like, yes. she's yeah. his wife and no one can believe yes. that, you know? Yeah, Will Ferrell's wife, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows, though? Maybe she'll come back and she just, like... Because actresses reinvent themselves, like, after they've had a family or whatever, but then they go back in and then they're offered this opportunity when they're much older, and then they just, like, boom, like, wow, you're like, oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, it's yeah. also... I don't know, like, Nicole Kidman, in. for example, which, like, yeah. she has a de very different career, but I feel like her roles as she's, like, her age now are way more pushing of the boundary than... Yeah. I guess what she was that comfortable with when she was younger. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, she's sometimes being a little bit riskier as she gets older, which yeah, I, mean, I she think has, is really, really great. She has one of the most varied careers, I think, of anyone I love it. ever. Yeah. You know? I mean, I never know what the hell she's going to be in or what she's going to do. It's which is interesting. Which is the best place I like to be in mentally when I'm thinking of an actor. I want it to be unexpected and mm -hmm. be like, I don't know what you're going to throw at me, but I'm going to be so wowed. Yes. That's my thing. Are you done, Jordan? Yeah. You done? done? Moving on? Okay. Uh, Freedom Writers. Wrote that on my list. Hilary Swank. I never watched it. Um, oh. Interesting. Um, yeah, like, I, I mean, I will IMDB it, because I don't know if there's really any other, um, like, big, big names that I wanted to cover. Um, but, yeah, I, it's just, like, her... Her as a teacher in this urban school and, like, that community of kids where it's basically, you know, teaching them to learn, like, tolerance, apply themselves. Like, she was helping with her education but going, like, beyond... Because there was violence at the school or, like, the way kids would just talk to each other, not respect each other. Um, another teacher who's just, like, teaching really, really bold, like, uh, just valuable life lessons. Um, but I also... I also thoroughly enjoy Hilary Swank when she is in any role. Cause Me I think too. I think she is 
quite powerful and it doesn't even have to be like a very dramatic role is she's just she really stands her ground um well she's one of the only actresses who's won best actress um in such a close succession like she won for boys don't cry in 2000 yes. and then oh my gosh million dollar baby in i think 2006 so million dollar <laughs> she's definitely she's that's an iconic movie oh. last time like Clint Eastwood did something I was you like, could actually be on board with. I was like, what happened, Clint Eastwood, where you make such dark, like, disturbing films? I, where think, he... he's, I think he's overrated as a director. He's just become, like, alt-right. Hot take. <laughs> like, he's just racist now like, in all has... the films he makes. <laughs> it's all about how he's a white man in America and how hard it is to be an old white man in America. <laughs> when the other people are coming in. Yeah. I think he peaked... Like, I, I mean, well, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of his uh, movies, but I really love Bridges of Madison County. And for him directing mm. and acting in that, I also think he's, like, kind of... Like, he's not my favorite actor either, but I think in that movie, he really just nails, like, that situation that they're in and how tough it is and how romantic it is, but... He's, like, very... I don't know how to describe his performance. It's just it's just damn good. Like, that's how I'll always remember him. Clint Eastwood, you're damn good. <laughs> He's just been acting forever. For ever, ever. Since 1955. Give the jobs to somebody else at this point. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's what my dad said <laughs> when I was going to see Paul McCartney. He's like, he's still doing that. Give someone else a chance. <laughs> and I was like, it's not hindering anybody else from doing it. Like, yeah, honestly, who is Clint Eastwood taking roles from right now? I guess, like, Steven Seagal. No, oh the younger God. roles will just give to his son, which his son's very handsome. His son is very handsome. All right, we passed the baton to Leah. Am I doing it? So is this going to be my last one? This is going to be the final one before we get into bad education. Okay, well, I have uh, so many that I'm just going to mention without saying anything else. Um, Matilda. Oh, never been kissed. So good. Center stage. Legally Blonde. And A Single Man. <laughs> All highly recommended movies, but uh, the pick that I'm going to actually talk about is Election. Nice, I'm ah. glad I didn't put it on I thought you were going to, that's why I held back, but now that I know you're done. So, Election is in, I think it's one of the most perfect movies ever made. The script is unbelievable. The editing is absolutely just, like, I'm going to just keep using the word perfect, I guess. Um, but it's this fascinating uh, story about this teacher played by Matthew Broderick. It's beyond, I mean, it's, I, I mean, no offense to his the rest of his career but it's far and away the best performance he's ever given and I don't think he'll ever give one better because it's just again perfect um he plays this very average guy this teacher I think they live in Minnesota um at a high school and then in one of Reese Witherspoon's best roles she plays Tracy iconic. Flick oh so iconic like that is the school politician archetype like I don't think anybody could do that better <laughs> No, I mean, it's just, again, like, she's perfect. She is really, really and, good uh, role, yeah. She is this overachieving, overbearing, super, super, super intense student who wants to be class president, who wants to go on to become president of the United States and all of that, and she will stop at nothing to succeed. 
and the two of them have just like very different they come from very different places and uh the places that the story goes you're not always expecting it and uh i just like i don't know what to say because i it's like one of those movies that i love so much that i kind of don't really feel like i could talk about because i'll just sound like i'm you know, like, when somebody meets the love of their life and you're just like, okay, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? You're like, I get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not in that place right now, so I'm not with you. Like, just calm down. That's how I feel about it. Uh, Do you think it's the best Alexander Pan? <laughs> you know, that's really hard to say. Um, it's really hard to say, but I probably would say yes. Because, I mean, I love every single one of his movies except Downsizing. I think he very rarely misses the mark, but this was just one that's so good. And I, I mean, even like the Chris Klein character and that whole thing, <laughs> and then his sister Tammy, like that, that whole plot line is fascinating to me. And I love the juxtaposition of the two of them. And then, you know, Tammy going against Tracy is so good. And just like Reese Witherspoon's energy in this movie is so on. Like she just, she's one of those people that I really feel like was born to act and there was like nothing else that was going to happen like even if she was determined to do something else but I think I think I remember her saying in an interview she was going to be like a doctor or something hmm. it's not that doesn't matter like she <laughs> like she was destined to do this and it just was very obvious and uh yeah I'm just like every time I don't have cable anymore but it was one of those movies that every time it was on no matter what I would sit and watch it and I had seen it so many times and I knew every line but <clears throat> It just didn't matter, you know? And it's and Matthew Broderick plays the teacher. I don't know if I said that. Um, and he's constantly, <laughs> like, trying to appease her. Like, he's one of those people that has, like, all this shit going on. But, like, you know, at the school, he just tries to be this nice guy. And, you know, okay, Jim, yeah, come up. Why don't you read that for the class, you know? But inside, he's, like, losing his mind. And there's, like, this spiral that he goes through in the movie that is just so good. And... Yeah, I love the the ending is so funny and just yeah. It, it's a very good film for uh, showing how teachers are still like trapped in like the the school like role mm -hmm. at times. Like even though they're the authority figures, sometimes like you can tell that like this film touches on the fact that like he felt insecure in school and like he probably thought if he became a teacher he would get on top of his life and like be in charge finally but like he still feels awkward every day like he's in school still yeah <laughs> it's one of those movies that's really about how like we're all just people and we have like these roles that we play but we have like all these things that we want and we feel like so overwhelmed by the fact that like this is the thing that we want right now and this is the thing that we need right now and sometimes like there are people that will just stay in those those distinct roles for the rest of their lives and will not p play into their desires and then there are people that will do whatever they need to do in order to achieve those desires and sometimes it happens to success and sometimes it's a disaster mm -hmm. and I really think what makes this movie strong is like obviously the acting but like the pacing and the editing and stuff it's just like it rolls along so perfectly it hits every note it's supposed to hit it's you know it's two hours but it just doesn't feel that way it's just one of the most like like they excel in every area in this movie and it's one of those times where i think everything just aligned perfectly in the stars to make the one of the top tier movies of our lifetime do you think there's a more iconic actor in the world uh more iconic in uh, parallel teacher and student roles, Ferris Bueller and this. 
Oh, that's an that's Whoa. interesting. I thought you were talking about him and Reese Witherspoon. No. Yeah, same. That's what I thought you were going. Yeah. No, but that's see, I love Paris like, He's Paris famous Bueller, for being a yeah. student and skipping school, but then he's also famous for being a teacher. And it would be great if someone did like a cut of them together somehow. That would be. You know, that would. I wonder if that's ever happened. That would be funny. I would love that. But yeah, I. I don't think. I don't know. That's a great question, Jordan. I'd have to think hard about like, that. Like, who would be like I Maggie? Some research. Gyllenhaal, did she have a high school role? If she had a high school role, she's in kindergarten cop. Like, I mean, uh, kindergarten cop, (laughs) kindergarten teacher. Uh, Adrian Brody in like Detachment. Did he have a high school role ever? Like those are the people I I can think of. But like Matthew Broderick, like his career was defined by those two roles, probably. Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Like that's the only role that I. And then he killed somebody in a drug driving accident, and then he became a commercial pitchman. I think. What? Or he... Maybe it was not drunk, but, like... He, oh, think, in real life? I think he, like, killed somebody in real life. Yeah. 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 Accidentally. So then I think he kind of stepped out of <laughs> You're right, sorry. I life for a little bit. I yeah. forgot about that for a split second, and I was just like, oh, snap, that actually happened. Yeah. That was one of those things that, like, would always pop drunk. up, like, as clickbait, like... Check out what celebrities killed someone, <laughs> and it would be like him and like Laura Bush or something, and, and you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Also, Caitlyn Jenner killed somebody. Um. Who else? Oh, Rebecca Gayhart. I talked about the her. The list in the last goes episode. on. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of. Because this shit happens. Celebrities. Well, if you have money, you could get out of liability. For well, they have the best lawyers. Yeah. That's the thing is like the, it's like the teetering line of an accident and like purpose and like if you're rich it's just overly an accident and if you're poor then they make it look like you did it on purpose and then you have to go away for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So close all the prisons. On that note. <laughs> bad. Open education. up the schools. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a good note. Yeah. Um, this movie had a lot going on. I had not heard a lot about it. Oh, I did. Yeah, same. Okay. I was very excited to watch it. So we're pivoting to Bad Education. Yes. Which you can find on HBO Max. And or the HBO channel on Amazon or the HBO channel on Roku. Jordan did his announcer voice. Or the HBO channel on Sling if you decide to get that add-on. I didn't even. What is Sling? Sling is TV. TV. Live. Thirty dollars a month. Basically, if you buy Sling TV, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon, it costs as much as a cable subscription. Oh. Yeah. There's so many of those now. I can't like keep up with them. Yeah. Yeah. Sling was one of the originals, I think. But. So. So thoughts. Initial thoughts. Yeah. Education. Um. Yeah. Totally. I was like, like I was saying, I when you brought it up, I was not excited to watch this movie whatsoever. I like thought I was gonna hate this movie. Why? Uh, I don't really. I think the marketing was like bad on it. Like, I, I agree. just don't. I I, agree. I don't think I had any idea. Like I thought it was gonna be like a bad comedy. Like there are so oh. many like bad teacher or like bad edu- like it feels like it's a bad comedy. That's like people just got paid a big paycheck to do. Like, that's what this film felt like when I, like, saw the marketing. Yeah, I had no idea what it was actually about, and I just remember kind of seeing it in passing and being like, ah, you know, I don't need to see that. But then 
I was looking at a list of best movies of 2020, and it was very high on the list, and on Letterboxd it had a 3.7, which is like pretty high for Letterboxd, and I love Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney, and Same. someone said, you know, oh, this is his best performance, which... After seeing it, it was a phenomenal performance, but I still think his performance in Prisoners is better. Oh my gosh. Shit, I still have you to watch Don't that. say anything. Yeah, Stop. he has not seen Prisoners. I know. I need to go back to the middle But, okay, <laughs> okay, I'm not going to spoil anything, but be ready to watch that movie. It is dark. Yes. Like, you don't, yes. if you're in a bad mood, if you're feeling depressed that day, do not watch that movie. Wait for a day when you're, like, ready. <laughs> Also, Jake Gyllenhaal, yes. really good in that movie. I heard him talking about it. They're both the very. It was it was done very well. The production was very very good, um, <laughs> and it was very suspenseful and great twist and yes. It's un like it's one of the best movies yes. of the past ten years. I put it on my top forty of the past ten years list with you. Mm, yes, this is true. Yeah, I heard Jake Gyllenhaal on the Team Deacons podcast, which is a very great podcast if you like. Are a deep film nerd and want Wait, like. I don't know this podcast. It's like Roger Deakins and his brother James Deakins, oh my God. and they just interview like, like it, people yeah. that they worked with, and like they have a lot of interviews from uh, professions in the film industry that you don't hear from on yeah. a regular basis. Like they have production designers, they'll have cinematographers or assistant directors, like people yeah. who. Uh, aren't usually front and center, but have worked with but some of the greats. But they're significant, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I like how they, they highlight that. significant on a film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, especially because, like, uh, Roger Deakins is probably one of the GOAT cinematographers. Like, if his name is on a film, like, you just know it's going to be one of the most beautiful films that you've ever watched. Wow. Uh, it's, like, him and, like, Caleb Deschanel and, like, uh, Emmanuel Luzbeth... Lubeski, like, those are the, like, cinematographers, and, like, yeah, I feel like those are the iconic ones that, if you, like, watch a, uh, like, how-to-do-cinematography video, like, they just show all of their movies. Ooh, wait, what is it called again? Uh, t the Team Deacons podcast, okay. Team Deacons. I'm writing yeah. this down. Spell Deacon. D-E-A, like the Drug Enforcement Agency. I hope you're not listening, you pigs. Uh... K I N like your family and then S <laughs> like Superman. <laughs> All right. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I won a spelling bee once. Uh, my teacher was very proud of me. I'm just kidding. I never won a spelling bee. I did, and I got third place, or was Aww. it fifth? I don't remember. I competed. In I still one. have the award. I was embarrassed in front of the whole school. It was really bad. <laughs> what word? Because, okay, I knew how to spell the word, but I didn't ask for a definition, and the word was weather. Mm. So I spelled Wait, it wrong because I didn't ask for the definition, but I spelled it right. It just wasn't the one they right. needed. Oh, like, are you fucking kidding me? I still spelled, if I had spelled the wrong oh. word wrong, okay, fine, but I spelled the wrong word right. Like, they could have just been like, okay, it's actually the other one. Can you spell the other one? Like, can you spell the one it actually is? Oh, my God. I was, like, 12. Aww. And the whole school was watching. It was in front of everybody. And then they everybody was, like, oh, my God, like, bullying me for, like, the next few weeks. Oh, please. They all could have made the same mistake. Exactly. Just got Reese Witherspoon on their ass. I know. I was, like, you're jealous I'm even in the spelling bee. You were sitting on your ass watching yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> Who's up here on the stage? <laughs> Not you. Exactly. Wow. Anyway, I'm glad I got Spelling to share my grief. Yeah. Um, 
So bad the, education. Yeah. yeah, the Long Island accents, which I don't think Hugh Jackman's accent was that good, to be honest. I don't know. I wasn't. I feel like just Alison Janney was just way better. Hers was perfect. At it. Like, she's yeah. just very, she she embodies every character when she's casted. Like, whatever character she's assigned when she's in any um, production, she's just... It's just so, it's just so great. Also, just, like, I could just, she doesn't even have to say any lines. I could just watch her face. Absolutely. And, like, just what she does with her facial facial expressions when, like, certain scenes go down and just, like, how she's absorbing the information and, like, her, you know, feelings coming out of it. And also the dialogue for it being so quick when they're going back and which I don't know if that was editing or they also like wanted on purpose to run like that which I think they did but how you know like just the essence and culture of Long Island schools and how Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney were um you know any like anytime they were just talking or going back and forth and also um Raymond (laughs) um oh my god why am I blanking (laughs) What's his... Everybody loves Raymond. Um, Ray Romano. Oh, Ray Romano, <laughs> thank you. I was like, what's his last... Romano, yes. Um, Ray Romano, uh, I I was just like, he's in this movie? <laughs> I don't know. I did not know he was in this movie. But I love when he pops up. Me too. <laughs> I was great. <laughs> so that, that was really, really cool. Um, yeah, and definitely how the plot was just intertwined, where I really could not figure out sometimes where it was going. Some of the things I did call, I was just like, oh my god, is it this thing? or like that you know is this about to develop um but there were definitely uh, more surprises than I thought there were going to be yeah and I love the relationship between between the two lead characters like their friendship their like the scene with the sandwich I thought was great like that was one of my favorite scenes you could tell the connection between them and that's you know, like, movies that linger on shit are not as good. Like, they take this one scene, it's like, this is who these two people are, yeah. you get exactly the relationship, yes. like, you've either had that relationship before, or you've seen it, yeah. and you understand what it is between them, and that just makes it so much more satisfying as the plot, you know, thickens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I agree, I was gonna say the same thing about Allison, like, her face, that's it. Like, that's all you need to, like, yeah. her, everything is on her face in, in, within a second. Like, I just love, the director was really smart to just hold on her face without anything else. That's exactly what I would do if I had her. <laughs> exactly what I would do. Because she holds a lot of power. Yeah. With that, like, there's a lot mm-hmm. you could just read from it. It's just exceptional. I also thought her old age makeup was really, done really well. Like, it was very believable. Um, you know, I follow her on Instagram, so, like, mm-hmm. I, like, I feel like I've seen her in a lot of stuff, too, but, like, she posts like, semi-regularly, so I know that's not, like, how old she looks, you know? And, um, a lot of the time, old-age makeup is not subtle. And it, 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 the thing is, because she's, she's not that far away from the age that she was supposed yeah. to be in the thing, yeah. so it's, it yeah. has to be, like, subtle, you yeah. know? Um, you it can was tell. Well done. yeah. Yeah, it was just, I just really like that. I could not get over how much gel Hugh Jackman's hair had, which I knew was such, like, (laughs) I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, the whole thing with his appearance, you know, is, like, he's one of those people that should have pursued show business. Like, he wants to be on a stage. He wants to be looked at. He wants to look like he has everything together. He wants to be applauded. I mean, that, you know, that, I think, speaks 
like the ending speaks a lot to that too, yeah. you know. Mhm. It does. I did like how Okay, so did you guys find the ending entirely satisfying? Uh, can we not get are not that yet. Wait, are we oh no, not to spoil it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We make sure we announce before we do. Spoilers. No, no, no. I did not mean in specifics. I literally meant for you guys just to say yes or no. Like I just wanted. I should have prefaced that. But well, considering it's based off of a true have, story, which is also what I did not know. I like, right. I think I think they tied everything together in a satisfying way that like made sense. Oh, you're right. They had text at the end. I forgot about that. I thought it was good. Like I, I like the ending. I mean, overall, like the movie, I wouldn't say is like you must watch this. I would say the must see elements are really the two lead performances, mm-hmm. and well, even like them. the student, his former student performance. I really liked that guy too. Also, it's like this is a film like. I, I feel like this film has less of a punch now that we know, like, the Lori Lachlan, like, the cheating scandals with the colleges and stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. like, I feel like now we know the lengths that, like, rich people will mm-hmm. go to, like, increase the standards on their schools and, like, the way that they'll go to make things more corrupt. Yeah. Like, but I still think this had an impact because it's it w- happened in 2003, Oh yeah, no, 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 the story. Yeah. And there's like also just things specifically tied to Hugh Jackman's character that were like yeah yeah like the time period was important. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I I think also though like that was like your comment was kind of insightful and in that like if this had come out a few years ago, like people are just so oversaturated now with like this college admission scandal yeah, no, and everything yeah, and you know yeah. what I mean so um, which is ridiculous because like this was huge but it happened way before the college scandal snowball started yeah. to happen and this was I didn't even know about this true story like I'm saying it's just complete I mean yes I was a lot younger when it was you know 2003 um, but it like so I definitely pro- like wasn't aware to oh my my surroundings, what? I just, I just realized who one of the characters was. That was Raphael Casal, the guy who's from Blind Spotting. Oh. Sorry, guys, for that Wait. weird interruption. No. I was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Like, why do I recognize him? Like, he looks so wrong. Like, I keep so looking wrong. at him. Because, like, in Blind Spotting, he's, like, tatted up to be, like, uh, like a gangster white dude like he's mm-hmm. playing like a white dude who wants to be black from Oakland basically <laughs> like in blind spotting and like this is a very different character uh he was the the younger uh lover of Hugh Jackman oh i also did like the um younger actors what's his name oh my god who was supposed to be, he was ahead of the Newspaper at the school. Nat Faxon. Oh no no no. Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf. Yeah. His brother's Nat. His brother's Nat Wolf. Not Nat Faxon isn't. Yes. Somebody else. Okay. Um. He and also the um. Alex Wolf is the one who still girl. act. Does Nat Wolf still act? Yeah, they both act. But was Alex the one who was in Hereditary? Whoever was I in Bad remember. Education was the same one in Hereditary. One was in Hereditary, one was in Paper Wait, are, do they look very similar? They look very similar. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So am I... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, they're not twins, though, right? What is their they're age They're not twins. How similar do they look? Oh, my God. Now I'm going to look this up because I don't know who's who. I did not know. Wait, what was Nat Wolf in? 
Paper Towns. I've never seen that. Ah, so he did, oh, okay. So he did, like, a lot more of, like, the high school films, like, when he was younger. Yeah. But then... Like, Alex I knew of him first. Of yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So... I'm friends with their manager from the Naked Brothers band. <laughs> right. Are you gonna do a naked band? What? Are you gonna do a naked band? What do you mean? I wanna see you naked, you and Brendan. What? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> they were naked, naked brothers. Kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you not following this? Like, no, what? now I'm following it. Okay. Did you not watch the show? I didn't watch the oh, show. Wow. Yeah, they weren't actually naked because they were kids when I was there. But they had a child oh, manager on the show. I mean, I figured that they were not actually naked, but, you know. Yeah, um, yeah but, uh, yeah, he was, he was really good in it. Alex Wolf. Yeah, so Alex um, Wolf, who's in this movie, was also in Hereditary. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. we were right, yeah. Oh my gosh, but they do look, wow, that's, well. Um, yeah. Also, well. very interesting who directed this film, Corey Finley, mm-hmm. who his uh, first feature, his premiere feature, was Anton Yelchin's last film, Thoroughbreds. Oh. Yeah. I still am so upset about that, man. He was so good. Yeah, very sad. But that film is, like, <laughs> in, in its own world. Like, that is, like, a very unique and cool film. Yeah. So it's very interesting that he went to this, which is, like, very straightforward. Like it's right. def- Like, Mainstream. it won Best TV Movie for the Emmys, so that's why we didn't really hear about it a lot, because it got picked up by HBO and then went on to regular HBO. Did Hugh or Allison win? She, uh, he won, I think. He won? Oh, or, good. Or he got the nomination. He didn't win. Oh. Well, fuck whoever won. Yeah. Uh, no, I love him in this. He was great. I, I love that. Okay, we go into spoilers? Spoilers. 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 Turn it off if you haven't watched it and you don't want things spoiled. We're going to talk spoilers now. We will reveal the ending and other things. Other so, he gets caught. He gets, they get caught, of course. I couldn't believe how much they actually embezzled. Like, here's the thing about white people, Okay. I'm going to break it down for you guys, okay? What about white people? White people can get away with crime up to a certain extent. If they had just embezzled half that or less, they would have gotten away with it. They would have gotten free money. That's all they had to do. But they got greedy. Like, I feel this is every crime movie featuring white people is about this. Like, it always pisses me off. Like, somebody will steal, like, $100,000, and it's, like, a, you know, nice young woman, and if she gets caught, she can either get away with it and claim she didn't do it, or she gets, like, a slap on the wrist and or whatever. But once that person is, like has to put their hand back in the cookie jar. You know what I mean? It was millions. It was... Millions of dollars, it right? It was like there 11 the million dollars altogether. Yeah. yeah. And it's insane. The like, biggest scandal that, but that just, in history. Yeah. For school education. Yeah. High school education. It just shows you, like, what white privilege really is. Because even, like, first mm-hmm. of all, when I was I was thinking of George Floyd, like, with that scene at the end with the cops, when, like, his, his boyfriend is like, put your hands on the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're not going to shoot him. Like, if it was a black person, he already would have been dead the first time that they said, put your hands up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just... That's a very interesting point. I had the same feeling when I was yeah. watching it. Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah. You know, also, Raphael Casal could tell you because he was in Blind Spotting. He really could tell. You. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what the he fuck He was in that up. scene, and then he was in the other scene. Also, yeah. Ray Romano's character when he was saying, "Oh no, he wasn't saying," but they were on sitting in the bleachers, and 
um, Hugh Jackman's character was telling him that, like, it, obviously they, he, they got him to, like, fourth ranking the school, and then him saying, like, how he made them all so much more money, mm-hmm. and did, did he, I don't think he said deducted, but, like, way, like, jeopard, or sacrifice the teacher's mm-hmm. salary, and I was just like, oh my god, there's so Well, the so justifications many. are interesting, right? I feel like there are a lot of stories about people saying, like, yeah, I did this bad thing, but it's only because, like, I knew I deserved it. Like, I did all these other good things. And I think that one thing I've learned in my, like, romantic life, my family life, now, like, my, my, with my company, good behavior doesn't cancel out bad behavior. And I'm the person who's constantly saying, oh, give that person another chance. Like, look at all these things that they did that were so good or whatever. And it's true. Like, somebody could literally be like Mother Teresa... But if they're secretly, like, embezzling millions of dollars and taking it out of taxpayers' pockets, it's like they're not thinking of that, you know, average, everyday New Yorker who's, like, paying extra in taxes to pay yeah. for their apartment and yeah. their plane tickets. It's like, how can you not care about other people to that extent? Like, just because they're not standing in front of you crying and saying, I, you know, why are you taking my money? Like, the disassociation and the justification is really interesting. And that's another white privilege thing. Also, this is, like... Uh, very similar to the place that my dad taught, which is, like, my dad taught in Westchester. Mm -hmm. And, like, just in America, your likelihood of going to elite colleges is just based off of your zip code. My dad happened to teach in a place that was, like, one of those zip codes where, like, people would get into major colleges. Mm -hmm. And, like, my dad could tell you, he wasn't, like, a great teacher to the point where you could throw him into any school and he's gonna, like, get everybody A's no matter what. Like, he was a good teacher because, like, he listens to students and whatever. And the students had a lot of money where they came from. They would get tutors and their parents were more active in their lives because they had more free time because they had jobs that gave them free time because they were more upper class in, like, a lot of scenarios like that. Mm -hmm. And, like... I think this film does a good job of, like, showing how much pressure that puts on schools to, like, have to keep accelerating the school value so that the property value goes up, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's just not natural in how it's supposed to be, you know? Like, you said it yourself, they were sacrificing teachers for the sake of just putting on a facade on the school and making the school look like it's fake and ice, basically, and, well, like, how adding much this money bridge that they They need. were funneling, yeah, into the skywalk, yeah. and then you seeing, like, the younger girl who's trying to be a journalist, like, pointing out that the ceiling's, like, falling apart, yeah. and then they have a leakage, and then they have, like, yeah, other stuff where they should be money putting money towards, but, yeah, I also think it was just very, um, I mean, parts of it was just being selfish. Like, it was, it was just some, at times, like, interesting to watch because you're just, like, in the beginning of it, you're, like, introduced to, like, oh, wow, Hugh Jackman's character is, like, really down-to-earth guy. Like, he really cares about these kids and, like, the persona, like, who he was as a person and then all, like, you peel back the layers and you're finding out he's a bad person, but, and they were just doing this for themselves and the students were collateral damage like they were the last thought um yeah I, I mean also like did enjoy the scene when he was just like um talking to who's that like the the mom who kept complaining like for her son and kept like mm-hmm. wanting to have meetings with him and finally the kid came with the letter that he's trying to read and then uh-huh. Hugh Jackman just like oh my god that was a fun scene that was like very intense yeah. I love... Accelerated! Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the last scene with him and Ray Romano. 
that was so good when he said, like, like he tries, like, one more thing. He's like, you know, I still get your son in Harvard, you know? And you just know at that point, like, what Ray Ramon is going to say, you know? Like, he's like, some some things cannot, like, be bought. Yeah. Some people can't be bribed. Yeah. Like, you've gone too far, you know? Yeah. It, they went so far, though. Like, that was such it's a high amount a home money. renovation. Like, an entire remodeling. And, like, that's thousands of dollars to... And then they that's had also, other stuff for and, but, vacations and, yacht, like... That's also the class differential, though. Like, in these wealthy communities, then you have people who aren't as wealthy, and it's, like, keeping up with the Joneses. Like, yeah. how, how can I get the money? How can I get the money? And that's then it's, true. like, people end up stealing. You yeah. know, that's how you have school boards that are, like, the mafia, where yeah. it's, like, legit. They're just trying to get the contracts for all of their contractors so that they make all the money in the town, you know? Like, it's just not It's literally, it, they though. control the politics in a small town, is, like, the school board decides how much the budget is, and, like, as long as they have good press, they just keep passing the budget, you know? So they literally were just getting blank checks year after yeah. year after year, and just taking advantage of all this stuff. So now we're in a point in America where all schools suck, and Republicans control over legislatures, and Democrats can't do shit about it because we let schools be corrupt. And, like... That's the reason why, like, education is so bad and people don't know what Trump is doing right now. It's because we let, like, people become superintendents who didn't actually care about the students. They cared about taking their trips and, like, going to their conferences to be like, this is the newest thing, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're not focusing on your students and, like, how to actually, like, change their perspectives and, like, make them better human beings, like, what are you teaching them, you know? And I think that was a good dichotomy, the fact that Hugh Jackman's character ended up, like, hooking up with one of his former students, and, like, the student, like, wanted to hook up with him because he was like, wow, you're a really great teacher, yeah, like, it's really cool. And, like, you think that, like, the student is, like, the deadbeat because he hasn't, like, amounted to what Hugh Jackman saw him as when he was a student, but then you realize, oh, wait, no, Hugh Jackman is the scumbag because, like, he pretended to be, like, this squeaky clean guy who, like, cares about the students and, like, does all these good things. Like, the Raphael Casal character at least, like, knows who he is and, like, puts it out there into the world and, like, lives the honest life that he was meant to live, you know? Well, the line Hugh Jackman said, which might have been a little bit of foreshadowing, but when he was talking... To the kid in that first meeting where he said he was terrible at math and then he, I forgot what the rest, like the middle part of the line, but it was basically that like he worked his way up and then became the coordinator of the curriculum, like terrible at the subject and doing very poorly and then he... And you're thinking, like, oh, like, he he just worked hard at it, and he was able to be accomplished. And he did work hard. Like, that's not, like, that's a thing where he was a very strong character and had a high intelligence, but he also slithered his way through. He was just able to play the game. And, like, the education is a, education in general is a business. And unfortunately, people know how to take advantage of that system and work it to their own yeah, agendas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the top, though, education is a business. That's, like, the most difference yeah, in any field, top. I think. Yes. I guess, like, besides, like, medicine, that's also the case. Like, at the simplest form, you should just help everybody, and it should just be about communicating no, with point. the body. 
but then once you get insurance into the mix and you get administrators into the mix, that's when people get corrupt and they're like, well, like, if I'm going to rule over all of you and plan all this stuff, what's my cut? What's yeah. my cut for making sure that this all works? All of this stuff out here, you know? Mm. But that really is what it is in a lot of ways. It's like, who's skimming off the top where, you know? <laughs> like, the well, schools were skimming off of the rich people who live in the communities. Like, are they that mad that, like, the schools did this the anyway? The parents They're were outraged. That. They had that they assembly. Yeah, they were outraged, but, like, they live that kind of lifestyle. Like, Hugh Jackman's character just wanted to be rich, like the parents, probably. Yeah. You know, he was a teacher who probably didn't make that much money, was gay, had a wife that died, who he Okay, wait, in love was with. that true? Did he actually have a wife that died? Because he was no, with his husband didn't. for 33 oh, so she was years. Fake. So that was fake, yeah, to ha- yeah, so he could have a ring on. Because that was what I'm saying, 2003, because um, it wasn't legal yet. Same-sex marriage. Yeah. No, it wasn't, and that's why he's They did like, kind of leave that. That's out. why it was, but they insinuated. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. The cop was like, oh, are you legally married? Exactly, Even though yeah. Even knew that it wasn't legal. That's why they had those... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for his husband when he showed the oh photo. Oh, my God. Which I was just like, that. that's the other angle he's working, because he didn't want to testify against him, and then he was just like, oh, when he's with... It's like, oh, yeah, ripping lives apart. So bad. Yeah. And that's like, that's the thing too. It was a ripple effect. Any negative action you do always has a consequence, and you are not the only person it affected. Yes. I think it is so arrogant and ridiculous for people to believe, like, oh, if I just do this once, a, one, you know, like it's my life, if I make this decision, and blah, blah, blah. But it's just like, you are compartmentalized by everyone around you. There is not just you, there is no just like you, like, everybody affects everybody. Yes. I think it's hilarious, though, like, when people think that nobody, like, checks the books. And well, then, their like, auditor didn't oversight. catch it. Because a lot of people don't. And a lot but, like, they do eventually. Like, if if you have, like, people doing the right thing for, like, t- like, eventually he was going to catch that. Like, they just kept up with it so long. It's not like they did it once and, like, left it. Like, there was some guy I used to work with, and we had an online, uh, like, time system for our job so like you would sign in when you got mm-hmm. to work through like the website yeah, same. and he would be signing in, in at like 2am and clock in from like 2am to 10am yeah. and like never clock out and stuff like that and he was like thinking that he gamed the system and like he thought he got one over on his boss like they're just paying me like it's all computerized mm-hmm. and it's like no you fucking idiot you're gonna lose all of your scholarships and have to pay that back mm-hmm. and then of course like one day he just doesn't show up to work and it's just like, oh, they definitely found out about this. Well, that's why they changed the system that you can't clock in and clock out online um, unless you're on their IP address or their server. So you have to be at the place in order to do that. At least in my experience, that's how the, like, the, um, like, one was through the cloud and then like one was through the server in the office so there wasn't you know there's no way you could do it if you were not by your desk mm-hmm. or not by your computer like stuff like that yeah there's so many like when i was doing my um like cuz i own a business so when i had to like the first year that i had to report was 2019 and like I will not name names, but people I never thought would say shit to me said, like, crazy shit to me, like, oh, like, everybody cheats, like, just don't put this on there, or whatever, or, you know, oh, like, you can write this off right now, because we talked about your business, like, just, 
you know, random meals and stuff, and, like, oh, you should, you should write off your Disney trip, because it's research, and, like, all this shit, and I was just, like, not only do I not want to get in fucking trouble, but also, like, I believe in, like, karma, Mm. so for me, like, I do believe that, like, everything I do will come back to me, so, like, I'm not gonna try (laughs) to write off, like, my fucking Disney (laughs) trip, you know what I mean, but, like, people do, like, Donald Trump, you know what I mean? Like, people like that. Like, they write every single thing off. They argue. Yeah. Right. And they pay off their accountants so that their accountants oh argue gosh. it for them if the IRS has any issue. And then they pay off the IRS agents when they come around. And yeah. it's like, they just have so much wealth that it just doesn't. It's not only wealth. You have friends in higher places. Yeah. You have people who owe you favors. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, you can't do it if you're only in that one position. But if you're tight with everybody else who's in the other positions managing that, then, yeah, they'll just, you know overlook it for you they'll just like yeah. it'll just like go by and they won't catch it white collar crime it's so common and you only it like so you, you just see movies like this that amounted to like 11 million dollars or whatever but there are people that still that steal 1 million and like yeah they go to jail or whatever but again if you're white it's like you know speaking of at the end text which also i was like baffled that even though he was sent to prison for what is it 12 to 14 years he was still getting paid at least 173,000 yeah, dollars forever. a year because of his pension or be- I was like how is that <laughs> I don't yeah they, also, I mean like, they've it, upgraded that it sucks though law, because but- like people definitely will take that and be like oh teachers shouldn't get tenure like they shouldn't have job security because look what happens like I feel like that is one thing well, about this movie where it makes it me is... be like oh wow this is just Republican propaganda one guy that messes just that... like look what happens when you give like public places money. but then like, he they screws it up for it. everybody else <laughs> exactly like it makes me sad that this happened because it's just like oh see what happens this is why we can't have nice things like, oh, you know so by the time like, he came out four million dollars that like they could never get back in that school district that could have went to kids could have went to uh, different school district in New York State yeah. which like you know there were schools in New yeah. York State that could have used yes. that money yeah. you know yeah they could have used that fucking money and it's the ceiling was leaking and by the way the the um the woman that was related to Alice and Janney her name is Annalie Ashford and she's oh my gosh she's a Broadway star and it's it's always so funny to me when Broadway stars are she's great she was so good but like it's just so funny because you would never know that she can like she can, like, belt out, like, yeah. a high E above middle C. Because she's just playing this, like... I didn't know that she was a Broadway star until I doing started doing research after I saw her in... Or while I was watching her in Masters of Sex. Yeah, she pops up in so... Like, I'm, I'm really yeah. happy for her. She's popping up in so many little things. But on Broadway, she's, like, royalty. Because what is Broadway right now? Oh, so sad. I'm so glad that I saw a lot of shows before. Next year, next May, hopefully, that's their... <sighs> Please, God. The line that they're putting on it, but... Uh, I should have went and see theater more. Yeah. Um, you don't know how good it is until it's gone. I'm truly gonna, like... I mean, I spent a lot of money on shows and concerts before, but I'm truly gonna be broke all the time after this is over, because I'm just gonna be like... Like, uh, if you didn't eat for two years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just jonesing for you it. You eat everything in sight. Oh. Yeah. Well, now now it's good, because, like, for last year and now the year ahead of us, we could all just, like, save money as if, like, well, I would have went to, like, two music festivals in this time, so I could just pretend that that money is just sitting over. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've saved a lot of money this year not going to concerts. Yeah. Very true. Um, money you can just put up for next year. 
All right. So what else? What else? Anything else about bad education? I think we did. I said everything I needed to say. Do you recommend the movie? Yes. It's it, it's a TV it's a movie. Solid movie. That's like it's an HBO TV movie. I would say what elevates it is the lead performances. Yes. Uh, so if you're a big fan of either one of those actors, then I would say it's a must see. Otherwise, I don't really feel like it's a must see. The cast as a whole, I think. Yeah, no, like, the, the I, cast is great. Like there's people who pop up randomly, and you're just like, how did they get this person in this film? And you're like, oh well, it is kind of a low budget film, probably because there's not like special effects. Like you just have to show people in locations. But, yeah. If you are just looking for something to watch, yeah, night, again, it's low or a weekend, and you're just bored, and it gets really cold outside, you can yeah. just pop it on. Just turn it on if you're not into it after 20 minutes. Turn on something else. It's the age of streaming, you know. And luckily, this is the last HBO Max movie that we ever do because we did we've done too many over the last like five podcasts. Welcome to wow. the HBO Max podcast. Yeah, I'm your host Leah. We've just we've done so much promo, so wow. we're gonna we're gonna have to move over to a different streaming app soon. <laughs> we did Class Action Park. We did uh, uh, an American Pickle, and now we did this. Oh my true, gosh. true. Yeah. Love American All right, so. Yeah, we all recommend the movie, and what else? What are we going to do? Any plugs? Um, Late night. Yeah, when you guys are getting this podcast, uh, we're going to probably be talking about Montclair Film Festival next. So uh, (laughs) if you're interested in watching films, uh, get your virtual Montclair Film Festival pass. Uh, I will warn you, all of the films that were super hyped are sold out, yeah. and I'm pissed as fuck. Uh, <laughs> like, I legit, I legit, like, bought the festival pass just to see Nomadland, and then I bought the pass and realized it was a separate thing, and it was already sold out, uh, and then I bought the pass because I was like, oh, at least I can see Minari, which is, like... For a uh, virtual movie, too. Which an is American, Korean film that, like, looks super good. Uh, and that sold out too, and that's virtual. Somehow yeah. they sold out virtual tickets. They're gonna keep me out of the Zoom room after I paid money to buy it and like became like a subscriber to Montclair Film. Yeah, why? Maybe I... they just can't like have that many the people, people tuning are... in. I, I think I mean, it's maybe like, a technology thing. Bought. To be honest, they there's probably somebody who bought Minari, and they're like, we don't I... want people to see this for part of the festival like you can only sell 60 tickets because i don't want like 300 people watching it add it to the list just like we're never gonna watch tenet yeah i really want to see nomadland that's like high on my list it's it's such a bummer it's legit coming to where you live and they're not letting you see it because it was sold out before you even had a chance to buy the tickets yeah people definitely like that's such bullshit (laughs) like why would they not just have multiple screenings it's not about accessibility i guess is it like a bandwidth thing well, that one's driving, so, like, yes, they have to limit people, but it's, like, oh, everybody wants to see this film, and you sold it out before the festival tickets They could have done sale. multiple screenings. They probably would have made more money that way, to I be totally, I totally, like, forgot about... I haven't even been to the Montclair drive-in, but I don't know. Hopefully they'll open up... I Like, Montclair film in general, like, they normally open up more things after screenings sell out, so... Okay, hopefully there's hope. Who knows? Hopefully there's hope. Fingers crossed. To hope. Um, I hope there's hope. But yeah, regardless, like, we're going to be talking about New Jersey films. I think Rena and or Brendan O'Brien is going to be on that episode about yeah. the Montclair Film Festival. So we'll watch all the features, tell you what to look out for, what's the good stuff, because, like, 
I'm pretty sure for the virtual films, you get to watch them at any time over the two weeks. So hopefully I'll be able to release this episode after I've watched like 10 films or so, so that you guys could know like, oh, this is what I have to watch. This is what I don't have to watch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but in general, um, check out our Instagrams, check out our Twitters, uh, subscribe, tell your friends about this. If you guys know anybody who would want to be a guest, who has something specific and special to say about film, uh, hit us up. At Movie Cinema Film on Instagram. At Movie Cinema Phil. On Twitter. On Twitter. <laughs> uh, Rena, do you have anything to plug? This is probably coming out um, next week, so it's going to be after uh, Urban Renaissance, probably. At Late Night Hump. Um, I just wish everyone a wonderful day, week, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this, and just be positive. COVID is going to fucking end. <laughs> just leaving you with just some positive vibes, I think is more important than me plugging anything right now. Just conquer every day because you own it and you're worth it. You got it, bitch. Don't wow. worry. Any plugs, Leah, before we leave? Um, all good. I'm at Capria Moon. And I'm at Jay Freeze. J-F-R-E-E-E-Z. -E -E -E. At Rena Ezra here. Yay. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Rena, for being a guest. Thank you so much for having me, you beautiful people. The multi-talented Rena Ezra, ladies and gentlemen. Anchor.fm slash movies cinema film dash support. Uh, <laughs> donate money to us monthly so that uh, we can put all of our